Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Very excited to be joined by our next guest. He is Irish Bryant McLean. He is up and coming. He is the only man, I found this fascinating, the only fighter in New Mexican boxing history to wear a kilt to the ring. He's up and coming in his career. He's going to be fighting on September 30th. Brian, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? Doing, re- doing really well, man. Doing really well. So how is fight camp been going? How is everything uh, been going prep-wise as you wind down and get ready to fight night? Uh, everything's going good, man. You know, uh, we, always, we always stay on point with our, with our weight. And, uh, you know, we just stay ready. We got a lot of experience with my dad fighting, uh, you know, in his career and everything. Uh, he's the first native Mexican to win a world title in New Mexico. Uh, you know, we're, we, always, we always come prepared, man. It's a... Uh, it's a game of preparation, a game of uh, heart and will. So we got it. We got the whole thing going. So, with your dad being in the fight game, like, how? What, what, at what point in your life did you think you wanted to give this a shot? That this was something you you knew you wanted to do? Uh well, my dad won his uh, world title in '94 when I was uh, I was about two and a half, almost three years old. Um, he brought me up in the ring with him and everything uh, after he won the belt. So uh, you know, being in front of all those people and uh, feeling that. Uh, Feeling that electricity, being in front of that crowd, is just, uh, it's always something that stuck with me. So. And so do you remember about what, so it was, was it at first at that age, or was it, you know, a, a, and as a kid you always wanted to be like your dad, you wanted to be a fighter, or was it, uh, was it something that kind of came in a little bit later? What, what, what was that, uh, that real turning point for you? Uh, you know, grow, growing up with my dad uh, fighting and everything, uh, Everyone knowing he was the champ out here in my hometown. Um, I, I got messed with a lot in school. You know, I was always fighting anyway. So, you know, fighting's always been a part of my life. I've always had to, you know, defend myself, defend, defend the family name. You know, everyone, you know, wanted to see if the, if the kids got the, got the fight like the old man. Um, you know, I, I started boxing as an amateur about, you know, 14, 15 years old. Started taking it serious, competing and everything. Um, I won two state titles here in New Mexico at light heavyweight. Uh, I fought a. Uh, he's actually uh, one of the rising light heavyweights now. His name's uh, Steve Nelson from uh, from Omaha, Nebraska. He's one of T. Blood Crawford's uh, buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, I fought him in regionals in 2015. Uh, in my third amateur fight, he had a uh, 250 amateur fight. He was the two-time reigning national gold glove champion at that weight. Uh, world uh, World Military Boxing Cup champion. You know, he, he was a he's a real tough guy. So coming up, I've always fought uh, real top competition. I've never, uh, I've never shied away from anyone. Never been afraid of anyone, and I think that's a lot of what helps me in, uh, in my career now is being, is being just, just fearless. You know, um, if they, if they want to beat me, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to put me down, and uh, that's one thing I've never done. I've never touched the canvas, never even been wobbled as an amateur or as, a, or as a pro. So, we're talking to Irish Bryant McLean. You guys can follow him on Instagram, by the way, at Bryant Irish Bryant McLean. Uh, just uh, was going through the page a little bit last night. A v- fantastic uh, social media page on your part, Bryant. Uh, the idea of wearing uh, the the kilt to the ring—that was, I think, that was that something that your dad did, and 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 uh, 
you wanting to adopt that, is it is it hard fighting in, in the ring with a kilt, or is it uh, is it something you practice? It's it's such a unique look. Uh, believe it or not, this is uh, actually something that came up uh, right before I turned pro. Um, uh, it was actually St. Patrick's Day the year before I turned pro, and my dad was like, "You know what would be really cool, man, is uh, if you fought in a kilt." And I started thinking about it. I'm like, "Man, I've never seen that before. That would be pretty cool." You know, I always see the guys wearing like the like the three piece kind of yeah, like yeah, shirt looking yeah. thing. I never really wanted to do that. You know, I like I figured like if we're gonna do the kilt, you know, let's, let's go all out. Let's do a real kilt. So. You know, we, I got the I got the first kilt. It was uh, my actually the McLean Tartan, the family Tartan, and uh, we got it all set up to where we could fight in it, where it was approved through the commission and everything. And um, they said go for it, and I did it that first time. And I loved it ever since, man. It's I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm in a scene from Braveheart or something. You know, what I mean, they're getting ready to go to war. It's uh, it's, a, it's a real cool feeling. You know, you get a little more range of motion with your legs, and it looks pretty cool in a movie too, man. I'm not even gonna lie. I've seen a uh, seen a couple videos of me fighting and stuff in the kilt, and I just like the way it looks, man. It's 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 really cool. It's it's, uh, it's super cool, that. man. It's a it's a super unique look, and also, yeah, I don't know. It's like y- y- you always want to make those points because you know it's it's it is part of the game these days. It's not just the the fight game, but there's there's a marketing aspect to it. There's a way to stand out, and you certainly have figured a way that uh, not only does your fighting do the talking, but but you got a little personality that is going to help have people uh, you, you stick in people's mind. Yes, sir. That's uh, that was that was also a, a side point my dad made. You know, when we first started doing, it, he's like, "Man, you got a lot of people looking at you now. Uh, let's let's keep it going. You know, just keep keep training, keep doing good." Uh, so I, I try to change the kilt up every every fight. Um, I actually got sponsored through a, a company out in California called Sport Kilt, and they send me out they send me out a kilt and everything for for each fight. Um, yeah, it's a uh, being able to being able to have something that people can uh, can attach you to. As a as a fighter is definitely a plus, and so it's always a real help. Um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, there's a lot of really talented fighters, man, that just get overlooked because they kind of blend in with the crowd, and um, that's something I ever really like to do. I've I've always been real loud and uh, real loud, a little. People say I'm obnoxious. I, I'd say I'm eccentric, but uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, I've always stuck out, man. That's why I, I I try to keep that in my fight in my fighting in my fighting career and everything too. So. When you go into the ring on September 30th, um, is, is this one of those camps where you feel like you've you've picked up some new tools? Is there anything you've really sharpened that you want to work on? What have you been really proud of yourself that you've uh, you've gotten better at in this training camp? Uh, the the last few fights, I've you know it's just uh, just brushing up on my real basic boxing. This this time, uh, we've been working on a few uh, little uh, little slick tricks, uh, little shifts, and um, you know sw- uh, switching southpaw, switching back. Keeping my distance, because uh, the first the first few fights I I kind of just went out there and brawled brawled out like like I've been used to doing. But uh, this time we're gonna really focus on our boxing and try and give everyone a really great show. Um, uh, working different angles, a uh, little Lomachenko style, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. Drilling in and out, keeping that keeping that distance, uh, real sharp punching. That's that's what that's what we've been brushing up on for this for this fight. It's something that I feel um, this year. You know, I don't as far as uh, boxing you know, fans and us watching, it, it does feel like that's being appreciated a lot more these days. People are very into uh, guys and their sh- sharp skills. It's not all just uh, wanting to see guys go out there and brawl out. It's tremendous fun, and a lot of, you know, everybody loves a good Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko when they go out against each other and, 
you know, guys are hitting the canvas a bunch of times, but I feel like the Lomachenkos, the Rigandows, uh, you know, they're, they're all that, that, that sweet technique is, is, is seemingly making a comeback in far, as far as popularity is concerned. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's something that people haven't seen in a long time, you know, is uh, something that people back in the day, you know, in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, they were, they were really focusing on that, like Willie Pep, you know, um, Sugar Ray Robinson, great boxers who also had that, that knockout power. Um, yeah, that's, that's something I'd like to bring back. My dad was always a pretty slick boxer. Also, he was a, he was a heavy puncher, but he, you know, he, he could box, man. He had, he had one of the best jabs that I've, I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something I really want to, I really want to bring back. I want to, uh, I want to be part of that, part of that echelon of fighters that can box, but also if, if you want to stand there and bang with them, you know, they'll put you out and that's, that's what I always try to do. So. We're speaking with Irish Brian McLean. He's going to be fighting September 30th, uh, 4-0, 1-K-O. He's, uh, he's up and coming and a fantastic personality as well, man. It's been a pleasure talking with you thus far. I want to get your thoughts on some of the things going on in the sports. What did you think this past week? We had Triple G Canelo. Uh, I think a lot of uh, fighters are getting to speak with a bunch of them this week. Uh, all kind of had a little piece in there because of... I think the feeling Gennady Golovkin had when the judges' scorecards are read, you know, you go out there and you have a great performance and something that is so out of your control. You guys put so much on the line when you go in a ring and somebody who's an observer has so much control over it. it I wonder, at your, in your spot in your career, do you think about that? Like, wow, that happens to somebody like Gennady Golovkin. Do you worry about that ever happening to, to you? It's, it's something that actually happened to me at my last fight. My last fight was a draw. Um... One of the one of the judges scored a shutout for the other guy, which I thought was a ridiculous scorecard. I thought it was I actually felt it was a draw myself at the end of the fight. Um, but when I heard that first scorecard, it was kind of deflating. You know what I mean? Area uh, it, it hurts your pride a little bit. You know, uh, going out there and putting putting everything out on the line. You know, just throwing everything out there and someone saying that it wasn't it wasn't clearly wasn't enough to win any of the rounds. Um, with the uh, with the Triple G Canelo fight, I feel that that was the main reason why there's such a controversy with this. With that fight, with that scorecard, it was that 118-110 from Adelaide Bird. Um, she's she's a she's an experienced judge, but that was just a that was just a ridiculous scorecard. I felt if if it had been 115-113 Canelo, 115-113 for Triple G, and then and then the draw card, I feel everyone would have been a little more satisfied with that fight. Um, I myself had it a draw. I thought, you know, Triple G was putting the pressure on, but he you know he was missing a lot of his power shots, and Canelo was countering off a lot of it with really really crisp, uh, real powerful shots. I saw him hit uh, hit Triple G with the with the same overhand right. He hit Amir Khan with and slipped him, and Triple G just took a step back and kind of shook it off and kept moving forward. That blew my mind. I was like, "Oh my God, how did this dude take that shot?" Yeah, it was pretty. But, uh, it was pretty you know, insane. It was an eye, it, that the, especially you know, you're going back and you're seeing the uh, the memes and the videos being put of that shot that he took. You're like, "Whoa!" It's it's like he was in there with the Terminator. But I agree with you on the scorecard. Yeah, yeah, it was it was. It was I, all, all things aside, scorecards aside, I thought it was I thought it was a brilliant fight. It was a it was a fight definitely for the fans, and I feel the fans should just uh, just you know wait to see what happens next. See if uh, hope, I'm hoping that Triple G goes for Billy Joe Saunders and gets that WBO belt and becomes a unified world champion, uh, and maybe Canelo take a fight with Danny Jacobs or David Lemieux, see what he's got. Uh, you know, just go back to the old days. You know, the, with the Four Kings, the Durans, the the Hearns, the the Leonard's, you know what I mean? Have them, have them rotate out, have them fight each other and see, you know, who's really the top of that division. Talking to Irish Brian McLean, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the rest of your year. How do you, 
If, if all things uh, go well as you expect them to on September 30th, uh, do you plan to get on the ring one more time this year? Is it something we'll see you again in 2018? Uh, what, what are your plans uh, so for, for, let's say, the next six months? Uh, if, everything, if everything goes smoothly for uh, this next fight, which, which I'm planning on it will, uh, I'll be back in the ring November 11th uh, here in Albuquerque. Um, you know, I, I, I try to stay prepared. You know, if, if a call comes, I'm more than willing to go out, go out to wherever it's at uh, and fight whoever. You know what I mean? I, I, don't like to, I, don't like to be, I don't like to get a reputation of a guy that shies away from a, from a call just because, you know, they think I'm not ready or, or you know, they, they think I'm meat. You know, I'm, they're bringing in someone just, just an opponent. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just an opponent. I'm a, I'm a different kind of fighter. You know, I've got a... I've got a big Irish heart, man. That's something that's that's hard to conquer, um, and I've proven that time and time again. I never I never lost the unanimous decision as an amateur. It's always been split decisions, one point split, one point split, one point split. And these guys just they they would never want to fight me again after that, and they kind of faded away after that. And I turned pro, and I've been beating everyone they put in front of me except well, except for that last guy, you know, that I draw. But I mean, that, they called that fight of the night too, and I'm I, that's something I take I take a lot of pride in is a. Uh, is being able to put on that action show and also, you know, showing the skill and the and the heart and the determination that I have as a fighter, as a as a man and as a, you know, as a husband and a father and everything too. You know, I I bring my kids and my wife, my family into the ring with me, and that's something that that no one's gonna ever take from me. And they, if they if they do want to take it from me, they're gonna have to really uh, really put me out. Like I said, they're, they're gonna have to really stop me. Well, we'll look forward to following it, man. You're going to be fighting September 30th, and uh, it'll be a fun it'll be a fun journey for the the listeners. I know they'll all be tuned into you, uh, following the 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 career and and seeing how this thing goes. So we appreciate you taking time to have a conversation with us, and uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be rooting for you, man. I, uh, absolutely. I appreciate, Mr. Tobin. Thank you. All right, take care, Irish Brian McLean. You guys, check him out. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.